0: Welcome to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kip Wilkinson. A few years ago, my friend Michael Horvath and I had an idea for a project wherein we would record the stories of people we knew in order to share them with the world. That project grew into what you're about to listen to. This podcast exists to share the stories of everyday people, to discuss the difficult moments in life, the amazing triumphant times, and the winding journey in between. We all have a story to tell, and we hope that this podcast helps you in telling your own. On today's episode, we sit down to talk about the most pivotal moment that takes place while telling a testimony, the moment when someone meets Christ. As we will discuss, this is the most important marker in a Christian story. It's the point when everything changes. In a lot of ways, this looks different for everyone. You may have met Jesus while attending a ministry, while meeting with a friend for coffee, Or, who knows, by listening to a podcast. But one thing always holds true. This is the moment when you heard and believed the gospel. Micah, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go?
1: (laughs) It's not my real answer, but the first thing that just popped into my head immediately, like if I had decided to say it, it would have been, No Hesitation, Jamaica. I don't really want to go to Jamaica, though. <laughs> Why would you say Jamaica? <laughs> I don't know. It's the first thing that popped into my head. I really don't know. Realistically, I'd love to go to Alaska.
0: Oh, yes. Um,
1: Australia or New Zealand.
0: All three of those sound good. But great. also
1: the UK because I'm a big soccer fan, and I would just love to go see an English game live. What team? I'm a Tottenham fan, so I'd be in London. Okay. Go Spurs.
0: <laughs> I don't know who that is unfortunately surprise surprise I'm not as big a soccer fan as you are I'm sorry a football fan as you are
1: I said soccer it's okay (laughs) whatever I'm not one of those people I like it but I'm not gonna be like oh it's football I mean you play with your feet in football you play with your hands most of the time so there's validity to that but I'm not gonna be it's football not soccer (laughs) no offense to the people that do that but it's okay to call it soccer let's be real Touche. What about you? I feel like you're going to cross one of your off one of yours off the bucket list.
0: I am. I've always wanted to go to Ireland. And you are? And this fall I get to go to Ireland on my honeymoon. So that's going to be pretty sweet. It's going to be awesome.
1: Place you want to go with the person you want to go with
0: most. Exactly.
1: Any places inside Ireland planned out or what's uh, that look like?
0: It's pretty much all planned out at this point. Um, we're not going to go to Northern Ireland, unfortunately, we're going to seclude it to just the actual I- Ireland, you know, cause they're two different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, most, I guess most people don't know that. I didn't know that, but we're just going to focus on the Southern half of Ireland and just travel all around the whole country. Yeah. So we'll literally be going from coast to coast. That'd
1: be cool. And you're going in the fall. Do you know if it's fall there during that time? It's in the same hemisphere, so it should be.
0: Yeah, it'll be fall-ish. I think their falls a little different from ours. I haven't looked into it yet.
1: That's kind of where I was going with yeah, it. it'll
0: probably be colder than it will here cuz it <laughs> being in the American South <laughs> fall isn't a thing that exists.
1: But that'll be a nice break cuz you're going from probably a, a warmer, humid temperature here to in a September cold to climate. A, yeah.
0: Yep. I'm looking forward to that. If we'd gone anywhere else hot, I would have not done well because I don't, I can't handle the heat. So in today's episode, we're talking about the moment when you meet Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the pivotal moment. Um, the climax of the story that is your testimony. Uh, So everything before this that we've talked about and as far as the anatomy of a testimony is concerned is the build-up to this moment. It's all the background to what has gotten you to this place where you realize you need Christ. And then finally we're at this moment where we're going to talk about what that moment might look like in telling your testimony to somebody else. And then of course after this everything following will be what happens after the gospel. So one way I like to think of it is literally considering like the climax of a story. Mm -hmm. Um, One that comes to mind is Harry Potter. Really? Very much so. I love some Harry Potter. Uh, But you know, the the big climax in that storyline over the course of the whole seven books is when Harry and Voldemort finally face off and go into the final battle. Uh-huh. Um, that is the big climax and you know, I'm a writer, I love stories and every story has that, that climactic moment where the, the main character hits this pivotal moment where the story hinges on one thing happening that could completely alter the, the course of their life's events. So it could either, it could either turn out for the worst or it could turn out for the best. And depending on what the story is, it, that determines how the climax turns so you know, someone could get killed, um, broken up with, whatever, depending on the story. Or things could turn out to get a lot better. Um, and it's a
1: pretty big gap: De- death or getting dumped. You know,
0: it's not a perfect analogy, <laughs> but it works nonetheless. <laughs> but it works. But in the in the as far as the climax of our testimony is concerned, it's the moment where we come face to face with our Savior, and we determine. I'm full, I'm fully in, I'm all in, I'm going to follow after him. Or we decide to turn away and go back to the life that we were living before we were offered a new life.
1: So that moment for me happened in high school. I had grown up in church my entire life. I would have said up until that point that, yeah, I know who Jesus is. And I've had that moment, but in reality I had religion and for me, a good way to define that moment is when you finally accept a relationship with Christ. So it's no longer about the rules. It's no longer about what you have to do. It's it's about what you want to do because of all that he's done. And, and realizing the weight of your sin. And We all sin. The difference is... Not all of us have that moment where we come face to face with Christ. We don't always look him in the eyes and and realize what we've done and repent or just say the same thing of, I'm done. I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live this way anymore. You know, scripture defines our best as horrible disgusting detestable garments
0: dirty rags yeah
1: and i think having that realization not i don't think i know having that realization is the only way that we're going to have the moment of of meeting him it's the only the only time that we're going to realize we need him
0: yeah i like what you said just pointing out that it's not about religion. Yeah. Um, so it, it just in preparing for, for today um, and what we're talking about, I was thinking of all the testimonies I heard uh, over the years, and I, you know this, um, we both kind of served in a college ministry for several years, and I was a small group leader at that point. You were? I was. No.
1: <laughs> Kidding.
0: I have led many a small group at this point in my life. It is insane. Um, no, but during that time period, a lot of the the college students that I was just talking with and, and ministering to, when I asked them to tell their testimony, um, which I, I often challenged people in small groups to do, was just like, "Hey, let's just let's just sit down and share our testimonies with each other, because that builds fellowship in a very unique way." But all the time, they would get to this pivotal moment where their life was at a point where it needed to change and something needed to happen. Otherwise, they were going to end up hitting rock bottom, like Colton said last week. And Two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, two weeks ago. Sorry. Time travel. <laughs> um, and instead of going into the gospel and like how they met Jesus and, and what Jesus did for their life, They started talking about the ministries that they're involved with that had an impact on their life, or even the people who mentored them, who kind of led them out of those areas. And don't get me wrong, those are amazing, important things. Yeah, Um, Those play a huge role in both of our testimonies, and even in our lives right now. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Um, And if you're telling your testimony, and that's the point that you get to, then... You're not really telling your testimony. You're telling a testimony of a ministry or a person. It it goes
1: so much deeper than that. I mean, we both have had mentors and we've had the same mentor, not necessarily at the same time. But, you know, I thank God for the men that poured into me through my life and helped me grow as a man of God and and learn what that looks like. But they would be the first ones to tell me it's not me it's him as Christ. The reason I do this is because Paul says, emulate me as I emulate Christ. It doesn't stop with, um, the mentors. It, it it doesn't even compare. And a a good mentor is going to point you to Christ. So stopping your story there is so surface level. Mm -hmm. And I mean, no offense to the mentors as I just said, you know, I give them so much credit for them leading me in the direction that I should go. But they're not the end goal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anytime that point came up, I would kind of pause, or I'd stop somebody, um, or like kind of when they came to the end of their story, I'd be like, what about Jesus? Because that wasn't the pivotal point in their life was Jesus, it was a person or a ministry. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with all of us, like our testimony has to hinge on the gospel, or what's the point of it?
1: Yeah. And... I think it's important to have mentors. Oh yeah, absolutely. To this day, I, I think it's a great way to grow, to be challenged, uh, for accountability, and, and just so many positives come from it. But if you're basing your faith on any man or woman, you're missing the point by a mile.
0: Yep, one hundred percent. I mean, Revelation twelve eleven says that we overcome him, him being Satan. Um, by the, the power of the blood and the word of our testimony. And, of course, the crux thing there is the power of the blood, and that is Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Mm-hmm. It's not my pastor's sacrifice on the cross or my small group leader's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus, yeah. and that is that has to be the key moment when your life changes. Otherwise, you really need to sit down and reevaluate your salvation. I mean, one th- one thing that we say a lot in our church is, you shouldn't share the gospel with somebody if you don't understand the gospel yourself. Um, so if you're telling your testimony to someone and the gospel doesn't even come out, then you really need to sit down and reevaluate. Do you even understand the gospel? Has the gospel changed your life? Mm. I think of it, uh, this is kind of a silly illustration, but I recently bought a new pair of headphones. I was about to ask, how can it be more silly than Harry Potter? But here we are. <laughs> um, no, I keep I, I I've had a st- a string of bad luck with uh, cheap Apple headphones. My my left ear keeps going out on me, shorting out. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna give in and buy a nicer pair of headphones than these cheap Apple headphones. And it's been a lot better. Now, see, if I was going to go to Walmart and I'm standing there looking at headphones, and I just go up to someone and I start talking about my experience with headphones, I'm just like. Yeah, you know, I've just had really bad luck with my, my Apple headphones. They keep dying on me, they short out, and they're not good. And then I just walked away. What have I done for that person? Like, I've I've you know, I've shared that moment with them of something awful, um, a bad experience, but I've not provided them with any hope or answers by saying, Actually I found this cool new brand of headphones that you should check out as well and they're they're way better and they've they've lasted longer and they've been awesome and it's the same way with our testimony it's like if we just go up to someone and we say man i've, I've had such a, a long struggle with this thing in my life and then i finally met tim and, and tim helped me get through it well this person doesn't know tim and they probably will never know tim
1: and Tim is just a placeholder for Richard. Tim's record. just a
0: placeholder. There's no actual Tim. I, I know Tim's, but I'm not talking about the, um, you know, you're not doing them a service by telling them the testimony of your encounter with the person here on earth. But when you sit down and tell them, hey, here's what Jesus has done for me, that's something that they can encounter and that's something that they can, they can find their hope in, not a person or a ministry, but in the person that we all seek to to follow after and imitate, like you said, with Paul.
1: When and as great as those Tim's are in our life, they're not, as you just said, the one that, that died for us. And while it's great to introduce them to these Tim's and to have a Tim in your life, a mentor, just to make it less confusing than saying Tim the whole time, (laughs) as important as, as it is to have a mentor, And to introduce people to your mentor if given the chance. Mm. Christ is it.
0: That's it. It's the point of everything. That's
1: why we do this. That's why we have mentors, have had mentors, will have mentors. Having that face-to-face moment with, with Christ is the point. And if you have any... Doubt about if you've had that moment, we would encourage you to to stop, think about it, pray about it. If you have a mentor, talk to them about it. Talk to a pastor. Message us for all we care. We yeah. we'd love to we'll have that conversation. But having that moment of clarity and knowing that you know Christ, that you've had that encounter to repent, to turn from your sins. It's just—that's the point. I can't say it enough. So Kip, when was your face-to-face moment? Do you do you recall?
0: Yeah, um, my moment when was very—it's—it's very. It's, it's very concrete in my mind. I was sitting in a youth group, and I don't think I've mentioned this on here yet, but I grew up an atheist. Uh, My parents were fairly agnostic, but I I claimed atheism. And through a series of very unfortunate events, uh, I found myself in in a youth group. Um, And one day I was just sitting there on a Wednesday night and this pastor gets up on stage, and he just shared the gospel. And I never heard the gospel, just flat out, shared like the actual like story like we talked about a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. of just what happened that led to the cross. Right. And when I heard it, explained the way that he explained it, um, like my heart broke. And I realized that I'd, I'd spent so much time running from God. And then that there was, just, there was just no way to escape God. That he was orchestrating everything in my life to bring me to that point where I could hear about how much he loved me. And I'd spent basically my whole life being verbally abused and told I was worthless and unwanted. And then to hear about this amazing God who loved me enough to die for me. That was the pivotal moment for me because it wasn't just like me realizing I was lost to sin. That was part of it for sure. But it was also me realizing that there was someone who, who cared about me and loved me and wanted me and that my life had had value because of that. And so I gave my whole life over to, to Jesus in that moment and chose to follow after him. And things have not been the same since then. I would hope not exactly
1: and that's that's probably my favorite part but it's also the most challenging part is, is when you come to that acceptance of need for christ when you get to the place that you you're confronted with your sin and you can either continue to live in it or you make the decision i want better i want christ nothing stays the same you know, some some moments are more difficult because you you're aware of your sin, and so when you when you do stumble and fall, you feel the weight of it. It's not this oh whatever it doesn't matter moment anymore. You have that desire to be like Christ, yeah. and so like you said, nothing stays the same. Your eyes are opened, and I, I think about Paul. And during his conversion moment when scales literally fell from his eyes, it was like seeing for the first time. And, and while that doesn't physically happen to us spiritually, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We go from accepting sin as normal to detesting it. And just having a whole new understanding on the seriousness of it in and what Christ did on the cross so that we could be loved by him and that we can have fellowship with him and with God. It's it's a beautiful thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We understand that we've presented a lot of very heavy information and we just want our listeners to know that if you have any questions, feel free to contact us. You can send us an email at mountain valley podcast at gmail.com spelled exactly as it sounds. You can message us on any of our social media platforms. It's going to be whatever platform that is slash underscore M as in mountain V as in valley podcast. We're here to talk. We're here to answer questions. Send us prayer requests if you have them as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As, is, as we said, this is a, the, the pivotal moment in someone's life, and we don't take that lightly. Uh, we've both served in ministry for several years, mm-hmm. and we've have had some amazing privileges to walk with people in those times. Um, but I know personally that not everyone is connected a, in a church body. Absolutely. And it can be extremely awkward to walk into a church for the first time and be like, I want to know more about Jesus and you don't even know anybody. Um, that being said, we would love to connect with you and help you in any way we can. We'd help to help you find community Absolutely. wherever you're at. Um, but at the same time, we would love to just talk with you about whatever's on your mind. Um, even if you just have some questions about what's what we're talking about, we'd be more than happy to answer questions for you. Yeah.
1: We just want to make sure that you're not getting information and you're left wondering, what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to handle this? Where do I go from here? Our podcast is supposed to be informative, supposed to share stories and we share our viewpoints on what God has done in our lives, in the lives of our guests and just the general information on what testimonies are. But we want, don't want it to stop there. We want, every one of our listeners who feels the need to talk to somebody who may not have someone they can go to as kip said feel comfortable in the fact that they can send us a message they can ask us questions type us an email doesn't matter how long it is it may take us a little while to get to you depending but it'll get answered
0: even if you want to know what our favorite pizza topping is Thank you for listening to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. Just search underscore MV podcast on any platform. Again, that's underscore M as in mountain, V as in valley podcast. This podcast was created and produced by Michael Horvath and Kip Wilkinson. All of our original music has been produced by the talented Robert Luther. This episode was mastered by J.A. Parkey. Thank you so much for listening. Now go tell your story.